0: The following content is rated explicit for language in adult situations.
1: So listen with headphones.
0: Or don't. We don't judge.
1: Have you ever wished that your world had more magic?
0: Or that your favorite character had survived? How about a
1: full-length spinoff of your favorite childhood series?
0: But do we have a podcast for you hello
1: everyone i'm claire
0: and i'm cat and
1: this is fire whiskey and honey the podcast about your favorite novel length potter fan fiction the
0: dead of time
1: each episode we read a chapter of this story
0: which i try to remember from week to week
1: try being the operative word
0: without further ado here's our recap of last week's chapter of the dead of time
1: all right cat first and foremost Happy fucking birthday, friend. I know I'm a couple days late. Your birthday was technically on the 29th, which is also my wedding anniversary. But more importantly, your birthday. So how does it feel to be in the last year of your 20s?
0: Terrifying. (laughs) However, I am excited because I'm excited for 30, actually, because of my party idea. But it is kind of terrifying, and sometimes I'm like, when did I get this old? Preach it. And what has and everybody, my life become?
1: And everybody over the age of 30 is just going,
0: boo, you're not old.
1: But that's fine.
0: Yeah, it's like I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, yeah, my friend is about to be 25 or 26, and she's, like, freaking out because of this and that. And I'm like, Muggle, I am almost oh, shut up kind of like that
1: time it was my uh third time going back to college good memories i was 24 years old and i got invited out to like some social club group outing they were all going bowling or something and there was a freshman there And, you know, she's kind of talking to me. I was talking to her and, you know, I was telling her, she was like, do you have any spring break plans? I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to Ireland and Scotland. She's like, oh my God, that's so amazing. I was like, yeah, you know, I wanted to do something big because I'm about to turn 25 and it's my 25th birthday present to myself. And she goes, oh, so you're like middle-aged. No. I have never punched somebody in public, but I came real close that day. (laughs) And now that I'm almost 30, I still want to punch her in the face. Oh my god. <laughs> Had I not told you that story? That's insane. Oh my god, I hated that child. Oh my god, it was so bad.
0: Yeah, well, how do you think I feel when I used to have to, like, call the businesses around here for my dad to get the prizes for the golf tournament? And I was, like, in my. Like eighteen to like twenty, I did that, and they would be like, "Sorry, little girl," and I'm like, "Muggle, I'm an adult." And then I would like back go in those there days, in I can buy cigarettes. Yes, and then I would go there in person, and they just look at me like, "I don't think you look legit." <laughs> like this is a show me the paper, and I'm like, "Look, it's a real thing." <laughs> like, shut up.
1: Uh, I, I even went
0: down there once in my nice clothes and they still didn't believe me.
1: And that's fine. Uh, <sighs> anywho, cat. Oh, and also the other thing. We need to apologize. We did a fantastic recording. It was spectacular. It was to the point. It was probably the most streamlined episode we have ever done. We were done with the episode. Like prior to, you know, reading Patreon names and all that kind of stuff. We're done at like 48 minutes in. And yes, I just set a time. So for those of you still doing the drinking game, drink. But so streamlined. So good. Jokes. On point. Quick. Witty. Probably the best episode we've ever done. And y'all will never hear it. Never. never hear it. Never hear it. <laughs> Neville hear, hear it. Because my mic was fucked up. And I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> What's that song? Never ever gonna get it, Neville, Neville gonna get it, Neville never 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 gonna
1: What it is... oh god.
0: You know what I'm talking about, never forget it.
1: Never, never gonna get it, yeah. never gonna get it. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it.
0: Gonna get it. Ba, 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 That's ba, like the song Neville sings like when he's like walking to a date, Neville gonna oh. get it, never gonna get it.
1: I could totally see him walking down the street, like going on a date with Luna. Never, never, never gonna get it. 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 Bow, bow, bow. bow. God bless the Spice Girls. That was a great song. Oh, was
0: that the Spice Girls? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like ninety percent positive. Okay. Bear. Oh, okay. So I guess this episode's going to be pretty good because we started with <laughs> Neville going again.
0: <laughs> anyway, what happened was. See, we're coming up with so many like Harry Potter songs that are like other yes. songs with Harry Potter words. We need to make like a mixtape or something. Yes.
1: Yes. And I think what's better is there was another podcast that used to do that and they did a really good job, like spectacular. But they pre wrote them. All of ours has kind of happened, like, mid-podcast, where we're just like, that sounds like a song.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, anyway.
0: What happened was... And I still got my notes from last time. Fantastic. <laughs> so, what had happened was... There was a color-changing charm in their pumpkin juice, and everybody's hair was funky colors. But that's okay, because neon is on trend. And and I'm really sad that I can't get a visual of that, because I really would like to see all of that. Anyway. Fans,
1: if you can draw up a drawing, we would very much appreciate that.
0: Yes. And then Sirius did the nasty with McKinnon, who nobody likes. And yes. yeah. For some reason, every time I say her name, I always think of Kate McKinnon, but people like her. Oh, so. but we love her. Yeah, so there you go. And then um, Remus wanted Maya to heal him after he woke up from his transformation. And I guess it was her birthday, so she was like, is this my present? <laughs> and um, And it also seems like Remus is on the struggle bus. Because he wants to go to the distance with Maya, but, like, he's in that, like, weird, funky area where it's like, do I want to, do I not want to? I know she wants to, but it's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. And, um... I just remembered what we did last time when we recorded this. Okay. I am
1: on my way. I can go the distance. I can hold her hand, but I can't kiss her lips. I'm a werewolf boy. Can't take that bite. I would do most anything but kiss the girl I love. That was definitely different lyrics than last time, but I'm actually kind of glad that that turned out well. <laughs> but yeah, no, he definitely wants to uh, slither into her chamber of secrets.
0: Yeah, he does. He wants to
1: huffle her puff. Yeah. Griffin her door.
0: Yeah.
1: Slither on in.
0: Yeah. Wants to claw her up. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: (laughs) He wants to score on her quidditch pitch.
0: (sighs) He wants to. No, never mind. That's rude. Um... (laughs) He wants her snitch. There we go. Wants to holster
1: his wand in her. Holster. That didn't work as well as I wanted it to. Put his wand in her holster. He there it wants is.
0: to get inside her robes.
1: Hey. He, wants
0: he wants to said. rise from the ashes.
1: Like a phoenix.
0: There's a song, followed follow up by about that guy.
1: But uh, he wants to dumble her door. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Uh huh. Uh
0: huh. Huh?
1: Uh-huh. Wants to see into her crystal ball, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or her, or the teacups.
1: Yeah, yeah. Her shanks.
0: Oh my god.
1: I feel like none of these make sense. But I'm no, keep them don't ways. make
0: any sense. The other ones were better, and I can't remember.
1: <laughs> he wants to. To to her forbidden forest.
0: Yeah, or it's like when I was talking to Hannah Beth when you went to bed last night. She was saying how like good those were, and I almost said the last one. I said I pulled out of my butt, but then I was like, "No, that is not correct." So I said I literally pulled it out of the air. <laughs> I was like, "No, not out my butt."
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, what? Who's out has to have gone in first. Oh my god!
0: So I feel those yeah. good wand vibrations. I feel those good wand vibrations.
1: Hmm. Anyway, so my little two cents on the recap. Uh, the color-changing potion was called Mood Juice. It is a invention of Maya's. And what she found out is that Sirius and James both like to have a wank in the morning. And then she and Remus both drank it and the hair turned bright pink because it means they're smitten. Um, and also apparently the Slytherins are just like always jealous and shit. Um, and then, yes, uh, Remus didn't get to celebrate his birthday, or rather Maya's birthday, with her. Oh God, burping! Oh God, I drink ginger ale. I'm so sorry, Hannah Bath.
0: Whatever anyway, you were just uh, complaining about how we made a sticker of you burping, and then you stopped drinking fizzy drinks. So there you go.
1: It's back.
0: They're <laughs> here. No,
1: uh, we're here. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, shitters full don't know why that just came into mind but That's have fun. you never seen national lampoon christmas vacation
0: i've never seen any national lampoon nothing
1: jesus christ okay well unfuck yourself and at least watch the christmas movie. um christmas movie jesus i can't talk to this. but anyway uh, remus feels bad because he spends his girlfriend's birthday in the shrieking shack and so his gift to her per james's suggestion is letting maya heal him because he doesn't like her taking care of him, because he's a big, bad, mean werewolf who don't need no woman. But for this one day, he lets her take care of him.
0: But he got to snap in a Z-formation, because I'm a werewolf who don't need no woman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Jesus. All right, so are we ready for uh, round two of Chapter 36, Wait and See?
0: Yes. Oh, Oh.
1: nose. Okay.
0: Stop doing cocaine, Claire.
1: What? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, That's a joke. I have never done an illegal drug in my life, and that's not me being facetious. That's me being serious. Yeah. Serious, like black.
0: Yeah, because I've only done. Well, technically, the one that I did isn't actually illegal at all. Some state.
1: But that was a really, really long time ago and should no longer be held against her in the event that she applies for a job.
0: Yes. Because never again, even at Burning Man, I was. I was the buzzkill, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Y'all need Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: Chapter 36. Wait and see. Wait and see. Not wait and see. It's three three words. Wait and. You've okay, been living
0: fine. in the south too long. Wait, wait and see. Insane.
1: Shut up! It's, <laughs> it's getting bad. Anyway, May twenty fifth, nineteen seventy five. So this is two months later. <coughs> <laughs> We're gonna. <laughs> Jesus! I almost died. <laughs> I like went to breed and there was a loogie at the back of my throat and I choked on it.
0: <laughs> oh my god. I hate allergies, <laughs> Oh my god, me too. I've been having so much mucus.
1: Oh my god. Okay. And I Beth's gonna salt kill us. We're inhaler. like. Oh my god. Okay. I anyway, need a place that looks like time. the Forbidden Forest where. I need a place that looks like the Forbidden Forest where no one can enter but me. She concentrated on that exact thought as she walked, passing in front of the stone wall on the seventh floor three times. Slowly, a circular wooden door appeared, and Maya let a small smile cross her face as she opened it and walked into the room of requirement. The view was incredible. Kicking off her shoes as she stepped inside, she moved through the magically created trees and undergrowth feeling the soft grass on her bare feet. Where there should have been a wall to her left, instead was a view extending to the Black Lake. To the right, she could see the shadow of Hogwarts, which was odd, since she was technically inside the castle at the moment. The forest lay ahead of her, and Maya smiled as she walked through the shadows of the trees, glancing upward at what should have been a ceiling. Instead, she saw a sky lit only by a perfectly circular moon hung large against a black background. A full moon was her motivation for this, and she used it to calm her, to relax her as she wiggled her toes in the soil. A part of her felt guilty that she was using the very thing that caused Remus's uh, pain to take away her own anxieties. To persuade her guilt to leave, she reasoned that, in the end, this would make it easier for him. It was good to know that Padfoot and Prongs, and, yes, even Wormtail for now, would soon be there for Mooney during his transformations, but she longed to be there with them, with him. It had taken months to get the meditations down correctly, to relax herself enough to to allow herself to dip into her inner animal, an animal she had assumed would have been an otter, but was not. Why would she assume it was an otter?
0: Oh my God, not this conversation again.
1: We're having this conversation again because nobody got to hear it.
0: I know. It was something about a Patronus.
1: What is her Patronus?
0: Not an otter. It is an otter. It is an otter.
1: That's why she assumes she's going to become an otter. is because Hermione's Patronus is an otter.
0: Oh, yeah. And then that's what I asked you about the whole, like, when they fall in love thing. Because I thought that they were the same, but they're not.
1: No, they complement each other. So whereas James is a stag, Lily is a doe. Where Hermione was an otter, Ron was a Jack Russell Terrier, which chase otters.
0: Yeah, which, and then you were telling me about how um, Snape, his obsession thing with Lily, so that's why his is that thingy.
1: Yeah, so Snape's is a doe because of his obsession with Lily instead of a compliment to her, which would have been a stag. He was so obsessed with her that it wasn't love, so he just became what she was instead of becoming a compliment to her as a partner would be.
0: Interesting. Stalker.
1: Little bit, little bit. As soon as she discovered this, she tried to summon a Patronus and watched, shocked, as the silvery otter she had come to know and love morphed into a slightly larger beast with slender limbs and a tail as bushy as her hair. It now made sense why an older Sirius had been surprised to learn that Hermione's Patronus was not her, because Maya's Patronus was certainly not. She closed her eyes and felt the wind cover her skin, felt the glow of the moon against her back, and the dirt shift beneath her toes. She focused on her inner animal, but also reached out with purpose to Mooney, to Remus, who was in the shrieking shack at this very hour. She reached out to Prongs and Padfoot, knowing that the boys had followed Remus out the doors of the castle, unable to join him in the shack just yet. They had instead retired to the actual Forbidden Forest to practice their own transformations. Something inside of her pulled and tugged in multiple directions, and she realized quickly it was not just one bond, but many. In her meditative state, she could feel and see them clearly. A golden string that tied her to Sirius. A soul bond, prepared by emotions triggered by memories, provoked by kisses in two different decades, decades, and left unsealed. A lighter silver string connected her to James, a familial bond, as her mother had explained it, prepared by her sisterly love for Harry, provoked by her gift from Sirius, and sealed by the Potter's official adoption. But there was a third string, something almost invisible, as though it existed but had yet to be awakened, something that reached out from her to Remus, far away in the shack, but it did not end there, as it extended back into the Forbidden Forest, where she lost it. Another bond? Letting go of the thought took time, but she released it with effort, knowing she had to have a clear mind to complete the transformation. Maya let out a deep sigh of contentment and acceptance, and she felt her body shift beneath her. Hands became paws, and she dug sharp, flat claws into the earth, feeling the way the dirt shifted under her touch. Her vision increased tenfold, and she could see the forest ahead of her, as though she were looking through a pair of omnioculars. She could feel her ears shift upward, and the sounds of nearby whispering voices were heard as though they were right outside the door. Outside the door? It was relatively easy to slip back into the corridor without being spotted, since she had the room of requirement on her side. Asking it to create a doorway that was both invisible and silent was less of a feat than she had imagined. Disillusioned, she closed the door behind her, spotting Sirius, James, and Peter. They were huddled together as they held their wands up to nearby paintings and looked behind tapestries, likely searching for more hidden passageways. I know she came this way, Sirius said. I saw her sneak off the other night, and she disappeared up around the seventh floor. Peter sighed. If we could just finish up the map, this wouldn't be a problem. Oh, bugger, I think I left my bag out in the forest. Beasties have gotten to it by now, Sirius said with a chuckle. Frowning, Peter moaned miserably. That was a new bag, and I had a charms essay in it. What'd you bring your book bag for, anyway? I had snacks in it. Thought if we got through a full transformation that we might be hungry. Training always makes me hungry. Is she a bunny? (laughs) She is. I will not confirm or deny what she is. She's a bunny. Sirius snickered. Cheese. Shut it. I don't think she's up this way, Padfoot, James said, sounding annoyed. I'm starting to worry, though. It makes me nervous that I'm more concerned that my sister is sneaking off in the middle of the night than I am worried about her dating a werewolf, who happens to be my best mate. Hey, I thought I was your best mate, Sirius pouted. James groaned. You are. Hey, Peter whined. James pinched the bridge of his nose. Can we all pretend that both of you have self-esteem that doesn't revolve around me? I'm thrilled that I'm the center of your entire world, but Maya's still missing. Who's missing? Maya whispered, as she canceled her disillusionment charm, popping up right behind James with a grin. Maya! Me? she asked, acting innocent to the point of batting her eyelashes. I know exactly where I am. What are you up to? Sirius asked her, point blank. What are you up to? It appears all of us are out past curfew. We at least have the cloak, James protested, narrowing a suspicious gaze at her. We're not going to get caught. Maya rolled her eyes and tapped her wand on the top of her head, recasting the disillusionment charm on herself and very nearly disappearing into the stone background of the wall behind her. It only counts if you're actually wearing the cloak, Jamie. Sirius looked amused, as usual. James looked mildly embarrassed as he scrambled for the cloak. Peter looked flustered and nervous. She glared at him with a murderous look in her eye, glad that they could not see her. What's wrong, Pete? Worried that you're being watched by someone you can't see? Very funny. Come on out, Maya, James said with a chuckle. When she was visible once more, he asked, Seriously, what are you doing out past curfew? She put her hands defiantly on her hips. I asked you the same thing. Maya, James whined. Jamie. Maya copied, matching his tone and pitch. We were looking for Ravenclaw's dust, lost diadem, Sirius blurted out. When Peter and James looked at him incredulously, he went on, What? It's not technically a lie. We were doing that all week before we were caught. Maya smirked at him. Good luck finding that. James shook his head and waited another moment, staring at her with a strained expression that she assumed he thought was intimidating, but came off looking a bit constipated. He was just precious. When she remained silent, refusing to fess up, James huffed. Fine. We'll wait until the next time you go out and track you then. You won't find me, Maya grinned smugly. Your map isn't finished. All three boys swallowed and stared at her. What? What map? The map you four have created of Hogwarts and all of the secret passages that lead into Hogsmeade. She chuckled softly. And watched as their eyes widened. That lying werewolf, Sirius snapped. Leave it to Remus to h- bail on his mates and tell our secrets to his bloody girlfriend. Remus didn't tell me anything. You should always trust Remus, Sirius. If your secrets aren't being properly kept, she added pointedly, her gaze turning to Peter, maybe you have a rat in your midst. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I'm going to apologize in advance. It sounds like the fireworks are going off yet again. Super early. Not supposed to go off yet, dickhead.
0: They canceled ours today.
1: Yeah. Uh, Clarksville allows them for like a five-day period around the 4th, but this is not within that five-day period, and they've just been going off every day for like the last week. Um, <clears throat> Peter shriveled before her, looking terrified. I I didn't say, did, did I? I told you repeatedly, Peter's a terrible secret keeper. Very, very twitchy, she said, twitching her nose and pointing at it. James stared wide-eyed at his sister while Sirius glared down at Peter. You little, ah uh, 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 looks like I've accidentally put Peter in the dog house. She grinned at Sirius as he suddenly paled at her words, his gray eyes widening. Maya, James whispered. She turned to her brother. What's wrong, dear? You're looking at me like I've just sprouted antlers. When James began breathing erratically, she couldn't contain her laughter any more. Oh, calm down. The lot of you. How long have you known? Sirius yelled. About the map? or About you three becoming anime guy? Illegally, I might add. She stared at Sirius as he appeared to be vacillating between amused and furious.
0: Wait a second. You can legally and illegally become an animal. it's kind of like
1: owning a gun. You're technically supposed to have a permit permit and register things so people are aware that you have this capability, but that doesn't mean that people don't do it illegally. So, um, case in point, Rita Skeeter uh, can turn into a beetle, and I... I don't remember how well they explained it in the book or in the movies, but in movie number four, when Rita Skeeter is doing all the reporting on Harry and Hermione and Victor and like love triangles and all that shit, Hermione realizes that Draco Malfoy is talking to her in beetle form. And that's how she's getting all of her information. And so Hermione traps her in a glass jar and holds on to her. And then finally let her go under the understanding that Rita Skeeter would never post anything about Hermione or Harry ever again.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely was not in the movie.
1: I think it was just, it was so, so much of a side note that it didn't get much notice. I need to rewatch the fourth one again. Anyway, dead of time. How long have you known, Sirius yelled, about the map or about you three becoming anime guy? Illegally, I might add. She stared at Sirius, as he appeared to be vacillating between amused and furious. James huffed. Both. I told Sirius years ago that we should have a map of the castle. Plus, I just heard Peter talking about it a few minutes ago when he didn't know I was here. I assume the problem is you haven't figured out how to track everyone's movements? Despite the fact that James and Sirius remained silent on the matter, Peter spoke up. Pretty much. Pretty much. James and Sirius threw him a glare, and he looked away from them innocently, as though he had not even spoken. Try a homunculus charm, she smiled sweetly at her brother, all hints of malice and devious mischief gone from her eyes. I'd offer to show you myself, but it looks to be a marauder's thing, so I'll let you three work it out with Remus when he's feeling better. Speaking of Remus feeling better, Sirius eyed her. We're becoming animagi to help him. You told me that he should be safe around other animals. I know. She smiled, picking up on the defensive tone in his voice that she knew he often used when people he loved were being threatened. I assumed as much. That's great, but how did you know? James asked. I'm surprised Sirius hasn't figured it out yet, she admitted, with a soft laugh. Remus either, to be honest, though he might just be too polite to ask why my scent changed. Sirius stared at her curiously, and then inhaled, deep and slow, his eyes darkening. Wait. Why do you smell canine-ish? How? She smiled wryly. How do you do it? His eyes narrowed suspiciously. How long? Six months, give or take. Bloody hell, it's taken us three years to get this far. Are you at full shift? Sirius demanded bitterly. When Maya shrugged her shoulders lightly, he stomped his foot. Fuck! James blinked, confused. What's going on? She's an Animagus, too. Keep it down. What's the matter with you? James glared at Sirius. Filch could be just around the corner, and if so, we're all buggered. They'll end. You're having trouble with the final shift, right? She asked, amused. Keeping the form at will? Yes, Sirius snapped enviously. I was the first to fully shift. Prongs can get there as well, but neither of us can hold it for more than a few minutes. Won't be much help, help with the werewolf if we turn into snacks ten minutes past moonrise. You have to find something to ground you. An image to keep you in your mind. Your reason for doing this, she offered politely. We use the shack, James admitted. Maya shook her head. Not strong enough. A shack can be knocked down. Also, outside of the shack, Remus is still the wolf. You need something permanent. What do you use? Peter asked quietly. The moon, she admitted, and all three boys grimaced as though they could sense how Remus himself would react. It's morbid, I know, but it'll never go away, and as long as it's there, he'll turn. He's connected to the moon, and we're connected to him through the moon. It's all tied together. So, what are you? Sirius finally asked. I smell canine or something like it, but I can't tell what. James chuckled. I thought you'd have been a cat. Why is that? Maya narrowed her eyes. She had, in fact, worried about such a thing happening. It would have been ironic, considering she had accidentally turned herself into a cat during her original second year. Because you and Sirius fight like cats and dogs, James grinned, and Maya and Sirius both rolled their eyes. So, what are you? Guess you'll have to wait and see. Later that night, Maya pulled the invisibility cloak from James's trunk and wrapped it around herself. She had not had nightmares that often since her encounter with Bellatrix the summer before, and she imagined it had something to do with facing her fears. Regardless, she struggled to sleep some nights, especially during the full moon when she knew that Remus was alone and in pain. It had not occurred to her until she began training inside the Room of Requirement, but one night, just after Christmas, she sought out the Room of Hidden Things. A part of her wanted to look for the diadem, which she ultimately found and immediately refused to touch. It was not as though she could control Fiend Fire, or had a basilisk fang on hand. Another part of her wanted to look for other missing parts of history. She wanted to see everything from the Fiend uh that the Fiendfire during the final battle might have destroyed. She wanted to look for old books and buried treasures that the castle had kept hidden for centuries. What she had not expected to find was a mirror.
0: Dun Dun Dun
1: A wondrous mirror, taller than a wardrobe with a beautiful golden frame, stood on two clawed feet. The inscription at the top made her gasp as she recognized from Harry's stories what this was. era stra erru oit ube kafru oit on orish. Very, oh, sorry. The mirror of said, Very, very slowly, Maya approached the mirror and took in a sharp breath. Do you remember what the top of the uh, mirror translates to
0: you know it really makes me mad that I'm not the kind of dyslexic that can read backwards because I could read that but I remember it is something like I show not you something I show not
1: your face but your heart's desires
0: yeah okay Makes me so mad. I can't. That it's place. okay.
1: Very, very. Oh, right. A name escaped her lips in a pained whisper, something she had not said out loud in over three years. Harry. There he stood before her, or next to her, really, as she gazed in the reflection and saw herself standing beside him. Harry looked just as she remembered the spitting image of James, with two exceptions a lightning bolt shaped scar on his forehead. "'and the most brilliant green eyes, the color of emeralds in direct sunlight. "'Standing on either side of Harry were the smiling faces of his parents, "'though not as adults. "'No, James and Lily appeared in the mirror as they looked to Maya right now, fifteen and full of life. "'James looked like he could be Harry's brother. "'The Potters, all together again. "'Maya sniffed at the sight and wiped away a tear. "'She stood with them. "'Harry had thought of her as a sister.' allowed her to wear the words of his house that had provoked the familial bond and made her a potter. James, her brother in everything but blood, and Lily, quite possibly the only female, aside from Ginny Weasley, that Maya could ever consider a true friend. Mary and Alice were lovely girls, but Lily was more. Lily was... family. Ron appeared close behind Harry, a hand on his shoulder, and Ginny beside him, making moon eyes at Harry. To the left of Maya's reflections stood Remus, just as beautiful as he was right now, perfectly fifteen and perfectly hers. However, his reflection changed and she watched closely as he aged right in front of her eyes into the professor she had originally met, except his eyes. Those were still the same eyes as her Remus. Only her Remus held a blue-haired child in his arms, and Maya smiled at the sight of little Teddy Lupin and Tonks, who moved to stand beside her husband. They were smiling brightly, and Maya felt guilty and jealous at the same time until the reflection of Remus smiled at her with that loving expression she knew too well. She was not his mate, but she was still his memory, and Maya knew better than anyone that Remus had a capacity to love that rivaled Harry's. There was room for her in his heart. Well, since our recording is deciding to be all sorts of fucked up, I feel like this is a good time to... uh break for an advertisement don't you cat
0: yeah tell them about the merchandise the pyrotechnics so,
1: the pyrotechnics so some of you know we have decided to offer a very limited amount of advertising one ad per show mainly for small businesses that belong to our fans and the first one is star sundries and you guys should all know this because we helped soft launch their company a couple weeks ago. And within a week, we had completely knocked it out of the park. Rin and their wife had to buy significantly more supplies to keep up with the demand because you guys are amazing. StarCraft Candles originally came up with a line of dead of time inspired candles. Kat and I each got some to test out. I am actually waiting on an order of not one, not two, but four more of these candles because they smell so freaking good. So if you've ever wanted to know what it smells like to be in a room with Sirius or Remus or Lily or Maya or Jamie or if you've wanted to smell the Forbidden Forest or the Lake, any of that kind of stuff, they have amazing scents. They're all to die for. For those of you who are like me, you get migraines, they do have a strong enough scent to fill a room but they're not going to punch you in the face and immediately give you a migraine they're very mellow but they do fill a room so you're getting a good bang for your buck they're soy so they burn super cleanly and you have the option of getting a cotton wick or a wood wick and the wood wicks are so fun they're like little tiny campfires
0: really? yeah they like do like the little
1: I can't sound like a fire but they do the thing where they like yeah they sound like a wood fire, because it's a wood wick that would make sense. But if you want to go over to StarCrossSundries.com, they are actually running a discount deal for all of our fans. If you want to get our discount, the discount code is FireWhiskers. That is FireWhiskers, all one word, F-I-R-E-W-H-I-S-K-E-R-S, all lowercase, FireWhiskers, because that's what you guys are, and you're amazing, and you deserve fantastic smelling candles. Ain't that right, Kat?
0: Heck yeah.
1: Are you still burning Lily?
0: Yes, I have been burning Lily.
1: That sounds nice. I I know. It it sounds so (laughs) wrong. (laughs) But, uh, no. We're a big fan of Ren, their wife, Starcross Sundries, and bringing you guys things that smell fantastic because, let's face it, twenty twenty is kind of rough and you need to do some self-care. You know what self-care?
0: Candles. Yeah, and... Candles alongside your bathtub as long as it's safe. Because that's what Facts. I do. Facts.
1: And with that, let's head back to the dead of time and hope that our recording doesn't get any screwier this week. Whoppa! We are hitting all sorts of roadblocks today, kids, and we're sorry about it, but uh, technology's a bitch. Anyway, dead of time. An older Sirius appeared in the mirror, slowly walking up behind her, his gray eyes boring into her as if they could liquefy her very soul. He approached her reflection from behind, but his eyes remained fixed on hers as his arms wound themselves around her reflection's waist tenderly, intimately. He knew her. He remembered her. He looked exactly as she remembered war torn and battered by life, but vivacious and full of fire. He wore the scars and tattoos that his younger self had yet to bear. Uh, And she had mapped each mark with her gaze until it landed on one she was sure she had seen before, but never placed it until now. In faded black ink, peeking out from beneath an open shirt right over his heart was a name. Maya gasped and turned away from the mirror as quickly as possible. She was not ready for this. She remembered what Harry had told her about the mirror. It showed the deepest desires of our hearts. But Dumbledore had cautioned her friend that the mirror gave neither knowledge nor truth, and she needed both. Uh, Intrigue. No okay. kidding. May 26th,
0: 1990. Er, 19,
1: 1990. <laughs> 1975. You're here early, Belby. "'All right, Potter.' Maya smiled as she walked into the potions lab to find the young Slytherin hard at work, sweating over a steaming cauldron. "'Still experimenting with the Aconite?' she asked, trying to hide exactly how curious she was about his investigations. While the rest of the class had finished their experiments anywhere from a week to three months into the year, Damocles kept digging, insisting that the longer he brewed, stewed, and dried the Aconite, the more properties it released.' "'Found something new that you might be interested in. "'Look what happens when I add scarab beetles to the brood wolfsbane.' "'He dropped the beetles into the cauldron, "'and Maya gasped when the liquid let off a faint blue smoke "'that she knew all too well to be a chief characteristic of the wolfsbane potion. "'She squealed with excitement. "'What did you do?' "'He smiled at her, a look of pride and excitement in his eyes. "'Kind of got the idea from you, actually.' "'You mentioned that the aconite could be used for mind-sharpening. "'I tried mixing it differently with a wide-eyed potion, "'but then Snape suggested that I could extract more potency "'from the aconite sprays if I cut them after stewing them for two weeks. "'Smoke-sword was right on. "'Son of a bitch, was it really that bloody simple?' "'Maya had been working on the Wolfsbane potion "'since Professor Snape had killed Dumbledore and ran off. "'They found his notes on how to brew the potion, of course,' but it always said to stew, cut aconite sprigs, never to cut previously stewed aconite sprigs. A part of her thought he might have done it on purpose, in order to remain useful to Remus, to somehow keep an old rival indebted to him. Maya really wanted to punch Severus Snape in the face. Again. Then, instead of a wide-eyed potion, I thought to mix it with a wit-sharpening potion. Isn't that used to counter a confundus charm? Maya asked. Yes, adding the beetles like you would to a witch-sharpening potion not only sharpens the mind, but it clears it and holds it in place. Unfortunately, I can't think of many uses outside of maybe people who've gone mad under the Cruciatus curse. Even then, it would have to be administered immediately and daily. I'm sure you'll find a good use for it, Damocles, Maya beamed. You're brilliant. This will change lives. I just know it. And another thing she just knew was the proper way to brew a wolfsbane potion. Dun-dun-dun!
0: Dun-dun-dun! Exactly.
1: Maya made her way back to Gryffindor Tower with a skip in her step, surprised to find all four marauders sitting around the fireplace, marauders' map in hand. As she stepped through the portrait hole, she laughed when they all jumped and Sirius quickly closed the map. (laughs) Sorry, it's getting late. James sighed at the sight of her. Oh, it's just Maya. Just? She scoffed and walked over to sit beside Remus, kissing his cheek. Hello, love. His tired eyes lit up and she brightened at his reaction. I thought you were going to be in the hospital wing for a few more hours. I would have come to see you. Couldn't stay away. He grinned and put his arm around her, leaning forward to place a kiss on top of her head. "'My friends here told me you helped with our little project. "'A homunculus charm. I should have known.' "'You would have gotten there,' she smiled and cuddled gently into his side, "'trying to be careful, knowing that he would have fresh wounds and deep bruises. "'You had these three prats to distract you from your brilliance. "'I was all on my own.' "'Prats? You think Mooney here is the only brilliant one?' Sirius handed her the map and touched it with his wand.' I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Appropriate password, she nodded with her head in amusement, doing her best to look impressed as possible as the map came to life before her very eyes. The map was just as it had always been, magical and brilliant and quite a bit less worn than it was when Harry had it. She quietly sought out Gryffindor Tower, revealed her name showed Maya Potter and not Hermione Granger. She wondered briefly if James had done a bit of concealing magic until she remembered that the familial bond being sealed would have changed her name. Very clever, she said,
0: doing her best <gasps> not to be. Muggle Trucker! What? She's a fox! <laughs> <laughs> and her hair is red! So she is a muggle freaking fox!
1: Where'd you get her hair is red from? She doesn't
0: have red hair she's got curly hair
1: and it's brown it's the same it's always been
0: because i think when she changes her hair turns red shut up
1: but she, the point is, Had,
0: is that she's a fox how'd you figure it out it came to me because i Did was like have- no because like It was throwing me off because I googled if bunnies smell. Bunnies don't smell. And by the way, when I googled do bunnies smell like, before I typed in dog, apparently people googled do bunnies smell like weed. So that's interesting. (laughs) But, um, so I was like, bunnies don't smell. Because I was like, what has thin limbs and a bushy tail? Kitties do, but she's not a cat. And then I was like, okay, bunny. But... Then I was like, wait a second. What's like a bunny? A fox is like a bunny. She's a cat. What? Cat. What?
1: What is our top Patreon level?
0: Muggle Trucker! (laughs) (laughs) Muggle Trucker!
1: I was like, she's gonna get it. Like, I, I felt when I first set up the tears, I was like, shit, I'm giving away a huge part of the story, and you just, it never clicked. And then when we, God, I'm so fucking mad now. They're not gonna listen to the original recording of this, because when I did the Patreon thing, and I was like, now our top level Fox supporters, and it just went straight over your head, and I was like, damn, damn, she really doesn't want to. Oh, I'm so excited, you know. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad we caught that. <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad we caught the epiphany moment on the recording it's beautiful also i told people that you were going to yell at me and you did so i definitely i posted in the actual fire whiskey and honey group like the book group i was like guys she doesn't know what it is but our top patreon level is fox and everybody's like yeah that sounds like cat that sounds like something cat would do she's gonna be really mad Good now.
0: That's amazing.
1: I love you. <laughs> you look so... She's big mad. She's big mad.
0: Ugh! <laughs> Jesus. I love you. Whatever. To be fair, when we started all this, I was not thinking about anything but myself, so obviously I wouldn't get it right away. Man, chug that drink. Jesus. It's almost empty. Also,
1: doing all the boy voices really hurts my throat. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I, I, I almost said doing all the boys, and then I was like, oh, I need to put voices in there. That's, that's... <laughs> okay. Yeah, that
0: hurts more than your throat.
1: Anyway, dead of time. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so she just saw that her name is actually Maya Potter, not Hermione Granger on the map. Very clever, she said, doing her best to not be sad that her past self had somehow vanished further into oblivion. Watch this. Mischief managed, Sirius said with a grin, and the ink displaying the map vanished before her very eyes, leaving behind blank parchment. She chuckled at how very like Fred and George they all looked in that moment. Is your mischief ever really managed, though? That's not even the best part. You try to read it, he insisted. But without the password, you can use any other spell you want. Maya rolled her eyes, knowing perfectly well what would happen when she tried to break into it without a password. But she had to placate them now, especially Sirius, who was so very eager to show off. A paratium. She tapped her wand at the top of the map. Slowly, as though an invisible hand were writing upon it, words appeared on the smooth surface of the parchment she was holding, chuckling softly at the sight she read aloud. Mr. Padfoot offers congratulations to Miss Potter for her noble attempt at sneaking into such brilliantly crafted magical object, but offers his condolences over her failure. He understands she must feel very envious over her lack of such a creation. He also offers compliments to Miss Potter on her very shapely arse. Remus and James each punched Sirius in the shoulder at the same time. Maya laughed and continued reading as the words faded in and out of the parchment. Mr. Prongs would like to remind Mr. Padfoot not to talk about Miss Potter's arse, which is most certainly not shapely. Mr. Mooney. That's her brother saying that. Oh. Mr. Mooney agrees with Mr. Padfoot over Miss Potter's shapely arse, but he is too much of a gentleman to say such things aloud. She fell over laughing.
0: I love that word, arse. Like, I love Come it. Come on, Dover! Move your blooming arse! Sorry, stop. Yeah, that's a good one too, but I like the P.S. I love you. Kiss mine in English! <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, that book. I picked that book up in a Walgreens. And, God, if it wasn't fantastic. Although, the woman who wrote it Her dad was like the Prime Minister of Ireland. Really? Yeah.
0: Huh. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Maya fell over laughing. Remus held his hands up as James turned to descend upon him. You wouldn't strike an injured man. James smirked at his friend as he snatched the map back from his sister. You're lucky she likes you so much. Yeah, I am. Remus said with a smile. Maya bit her lower lip and grinned. I have a surprise for you, she whispered into Remus's ear, purposely getting close enough to let her lips linger on his skin. He he let out a soft breath, and she watched closely as he swallowed at her touch. But it won't be ready for another three weeks. What is it? Something that'll change everything. He raised a brow. You're really not going to tell me? You'll just have to wait and see.
0: Uh Ah-ha
1: boom. Holy shit, that was a rough chapter. (laughs) Not that the chapter was rough, but like the recording and having to break like twice. (laughs) I'm so excited you know what she is. I'm so proud.
0: Well, I guess that's what happens when we have to do these things more than once. Yeah. To be fair, it's been a
1: while since we've had to redo an episode. Yes. Because we lost what? two or three episodes of season two when your mic wasn't connecting to the recorder
0: yeah
1: and i think that was the last time we lost him but anyhow what do you think
0: i think something's coming i don't know it's
1: astute
0: i don't know I don't know, and I've been told this whole story's getting old, I think, but it's not I think I'm going to have to wait and see <gasps> oh chapter name
1: I honestly just can't wait to figure out what Hannah Beth names this episode because it's either gonna be like when cat when it finally kicked, clicked for clack
0: bleh, 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 bleh clicked
1: for cat <laughs> or it stop making faces at me or i don't know there's a lot of things but the important thing right now it's a uh, time to thank our patreons are you ready
0: i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready thank you for your muggle plastic
1: yep we love the muggle plastic E currency, Mungo Currency. Thank you, you for
0: your um Oh god galleons. There we go. There we go. So we have six
1: new Patreons. We've got a wonderful little stag named Becky Key. We've got two new Wolfies, Elizabeth and Jacqueline Santoro, and we have two brand new foxes, Jade Gammy and Felicia Gregg. For our wonderful fox level producers, we've got Laura. Jackie, Rachel, and Aidy, Rebecca, Carissa, Sandra, and Chelsea, Ryland, and Ryder, and Ashley, and Olivia, and Ashley, and Claire, and Jillian, and Ashley. Holy shit, that's a lot of Ashleys. Hannah, and Roshan, and Claire, and Shannon, and Elise, and Patty, and Paige, and Martina, and Amanda, and Therese, and Sarah, and Miranda, and Samantha, Caitlin, Mariam, and Wren. And, uh, goddamn, I did this last time. I'm sorry, Danielle, you're at the end of the list, and it's just, the, 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 the sorry wheel was spinning so fast that it just catapulted (laughs) that poor fucking hamster to the other side of my brain it's gonna take a while for it to come back but sorry danielle you're at the end of the list and you don't fit into the four or five whatever pattern i was doing so thank you so much danielle and the rest of our foxes you guys are
0: amazing we love you and we will see you next fire whiskey friday God damn it, I almost hung up on you again. Stay magical. <laughs> Stay magical. Yes. Stay magical. That's my new catchphrase. Oh, you're going to get another catchphrase? I only have yeah. one. Why do you get two? Well, come up with another one. I don't know because I think of them. <sighs> You have a sticker of yourself. I don't have a Muggle sticker Please of Muggle Please is our
1: best-selling so. design ever. Yes. Really? It sold better than our actual, okay. like, logo. Okay, we can
0: press, I stop. press stop?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Fire, Whiskey, and Honey.
1: A special thank you to Shia for allowing us to read your story.
0: And thank you to Blue Ivy Creations for creating our logo and Hannah Beth for editing our episodes.
1: You can find us on Instagram at FWHpod.
0: And on Twitter at FWHpodcast.
1: And on our website, FWHpod.com.
0: If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support and get extra content, please support us on Patreon and review us on Apple Podcasts.
1: Thank you to those who support us already. We wouldn't be here without you.
0: See you next Fire Whiskey Friday.